0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, greetings, welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us, and I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, recording from the great metropolis of Orlando, Florida deep in the heart of the land of Mickey Mouse himself. Thanks for listening. This is episode 169 and in just a moment I'm going to be answering a question from a regular listener which uh, no doubt is my favorite thing to do is to get emails from regular listeners and to answer them here on the show. Hey, before we get to the question at hand, Two quick reminders. Number one, the importance of being subscribed. I know many of you are already subscribed and you are already getting every episode delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. That is great. But if you're listening to this and you are not subscribed, there's a chance that there's a bunch of episodes that you have not gotten delivered to your device. So head on over and subscribe. You can find us on your favorite podcast player or you can head over to our website Theology for the rest of us.com. And while you're there, click on any one of those subscription buttons. That'll make it easy. Hey, the other item I want to mention to you is the importance of reviews. If you're willing, can you head on over to whatever podcast app you're familiar with and leave a review? In particular, if you're an Apple user listening to this in iTunes or on the podcast app on your uh, iPhone or iPad, head on over, leave a five star rating, tell the world you love the podcast. Reviews are a really, really big deal. Basically, the more good reviews we have, have the more people that we can reach so uh, one way you can really give back to the show is leaving a great review if you have not done that would implore you ask you do us a favor head on over leave a review that's a big big help thank you so much all right, let's get to the topic at hand. Uh, over the last few weeks, I've had a chance to correspond by email with a regular listener by the name of Elizabeth from the UK. Uh, I really have uh, been encouraged and I've appreciated corresponding with her. She's got some great, great thoughts and some great questions uh, that have been really helpful uh, you know, for me as I determine what to record and what what topics to address. Uh, actually, I've already had a chance to uh, record one episode in response to one of her questions back in episode 163. Uh, I talked about the genius genealogies of Jesus and why there are two different genealogies in the Gospels for Jesus. Uh, that was a question that I had been asked by many people over the course of my ministry experience, but it was really Elizabeth's email that kind of inspired me you know, uh, to realize that I ought to record an episode and, and definitely cover that uh, here on the podcast. So uh, here I am again in episode 169. I'm going to address another question from Elizabeth, and I've got a feeling I'm going to record several episodes in response to Elizabeth's questions and thoughts. Uh, and so excited to do that. Uh, this particular question really struck me uh, because this is actually one of the questions that I asked really early in my faith. Um, for those of you who are familiar with my story a little bit, I've talked a little bit in previous episodes, I didn't grow up in the faith, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, and so when I came to faith in Christ as a high school student or as a teenager, I didn't really know much about the Bible, and I just started reading the Bible and studying, and there were a variety of things that come that came up in my study that didn't make sense to me. And this was actually one of the questions that I asked my youth pastor, and so I'm excited to answer that for Elizabeth and for for anyone else that may uh, have this question on their radar, and that is, why wasn't Jesus named Emmanuel? Now, if you're not familiar, in the Old Testament, uh, the prophet Isaiah makes a prophecy, and he says that the Messiah would be born of a virgin, and he would be called Emmanuel. And so, of course, you look at Jesus, the Messiah, he was named Jesus. He's not named Emmanuel. That seems to be a contradiction, right? Shouldn't the Messiah have been named Emmanuel, not Jesus? Great question. Um, the, the the contradiction here, the apparent contradiction, is rooted often in a misunderstanding of the words of Isaiah. When you when you read the words of Isaiah, you you can kind of pick it up when you read it in English, but it's even more clear when you read it in Hebrew when you study the Hebrew. That when Isaiah is is labeling the Messiah, he gives a variety of terms that he imputes onto the Messiah. He talks about the Messiah being uh you know being a counselor and being mighty God and being wonderful, and he uses these these different labels for the Messiah. He's not necessarily speaking with with specificity. He's not being precise in his language. He's he's speaking more of the the reference for how the Messiah will be known. And the word Emmanuel was not necessarily a name. Now in in modern times, it's been it's been used as a name. There are people named the Emmanuel, right? Um, but that was not necessarily the word. You know, in 700 BC or so, when when Isaiah is writing his prophecy, he is not using an actual name. He is talking about what the Messiah will be called or what he will be referred to as. And the word Messiah, or excuse me, the word Emmanuel literally means God with us. So when Isaiah is talking about the soon coming Messiah, he is saying that the Messiah will come to planet Earth and he will be known as God with us. He will not just be another human who who rescues a group of people, but he will be actual God coming to be with us. He will not just be a great leader that helps a a, a particular group of humans accomplish something great, but he will be God coming to be with us to accomplish something great on our behalf. And so again, Isaiah is not saying that his name will be Emmanuel. He, Isaiah is saying that he will be referred to or known as God with us. He will be the God who came to be with us. Let me give you a really simple, silly example. Back in 1984, uh, before the NBA draft, there was a, a particular group of basketball players who were going to be selected by the NBA players. If you're not familiar, the NBA is the, that's the professional basketball league here in the United States. And and there was a particular player in that draft named Michael Jordan. Now, you may not be a basketball fan or a sports fan, but you probably heard the name Michael Jordan. He is, he is considered by most people to be the greatest basketball player to ever play. Um, my dad and I have argued about this. My dad does not believe that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. However, uh, I am of the opinion that Michael Jordan is indeed the greatest player of all time. Now, before the NBA draft, there were people talking about Michael Jordan saying, this guy's going be the greatest player ever now they were not saying that his name is going to be greatest player ever what they were referring to was there's going to come a day where when he is talked about people will label him the greatest player ever people will refer to him as the greatest player ever people will nickname him the greatest ever people will understand him to be the greatest ever and Michael Jordan, in my opinion, is indeed the greatest player ever. Interestingly enough, side note, he was not selected number one in the 1984 NBA draft. He was actually the third pick of the draft. Those first two teams surely regret having not selected Michael Jordan. The, the, the point is this: Isaiah is not saying the name of G no, excuse me, the name of the Messiah will be Emmanuel. He is saying that when the story has been written, when it's all said and done, this man will be known as God with us. You see many of the Jews didn't realize that when God promised a Messiah that he was actually promising to come himself. Many of the Jewish people were thinking that God would send them a human to rescue them from from slavery. And in the 1st century many of the Jewish leaders were thinking that God would send them a great leader to lead the Jewish people from slavery and oppression to fight against the Romans. But, but many of the jewish theologians missed the point that it was not a human that was going to come and be the messiah that it was going to be god himself incarnate in form of a human to be with us and isaiah is not prophesying the name of the messiah isaiah is prophesying the truth of who the Messiah would be, God incarnate, God himself, God is coming to be with us. So when we say that Jesus is Emmanuel, we are saying that he is the one that is known to have been God incarnate, God himself that came down to be amongst us, to live a perfect life that we could not live, to die in atoning death that we could not die. And that if we put our hope and faith in Christ, in Christ alone, he will forgive us of all of our sin, the power and the truth of the prophecy in Isaiah is not in a name, but in the truth that God came among us, that God became a man to rescue us from the consequences of our sin. And then after his death, he rose from the dead, solidifying and proving that he is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. This is a powerful truth that ought to encourage every believer. Hey, Elizabeth, thanks for your email. I really appreciate corresponding with you. And I look forward to recording future episodes uh, in response to the questions that you bring to the table. For everyone else, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been encouraging and insightful. And I hope that you are encouraged by the fact that God is Emmanuel, that Jesus came uh, down and he, he lived among us to rescue us for the consequences of our sin. Hey, if you're listening to this and you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address here on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The best address is Hey Ortiz at com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Hey, if you'd like to connect with me personally, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I love the tweet. I love connecting with people there. Find me on Twitter. My handle is at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H. O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you're a big fan of podcasting, check out my other podcast, The Student Ministry Podcast, designed for any person investing in the lives of middle school, high school, or college students. The easiest way to find it is on the web at studentministrypodcast.com. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.